personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leith, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Welcome back to the Liebcast. Buckle your seatbelts because we're in for a tough conversation, Lauren. I want you to know that we are going to hit a hard topic right now about what's called fair chance housing. And there's no right answers here. I'm going to tell you about a new law that's being proposed in New York City, a new law that's being proposed in New York City, where we've seen similar laws in places like San Francisco, Oakland, Detroit, Washington, D.C., Seattle, Newark, New Jersey, Cook County, Illinois. There's laws like this, and I just don't know where to fall on this thing. And we tell you on the Leapcast how current events affect business and real estate. And we generally say when it is a law, remember when we did our ethics conversation, you shouldn't say I disagree with the law because you're just going to lose money. But here, unique, unique, the law hasn't been passed yet. There's a new law that was introduced on August 27th. 2020. It was introduced in New York City. It's uh, introduced as 2047 of 2020. It's called the Fair Chance Housing Law. And it's a local law to amend the administrative code of the city of New York in relation, here, get this, Lauren, to prohibiting housing discrimination on the basis of arrest or criminal record. We're going to be having a conversation today about whether landlords should be able to Screen tenants based on their arrest or criminal record. And there's no right answer here. I know you think there's a right answer here, but there's not a right answer here. There's pros and cons. There's pros and cons. And I love these people. The elections are coming up in November, Lauren, and they go, I vote issues, not parties. Well, have you thought about the issue? Do you know who's going with what way of the issue? Because I don't know. They, I'm a landlord. I do discrimination law. I don't know how I feel about this thing. Just as a little background, in 2015, New York City passed what's called the Fair Chance Act. And what the Fair Chance Act did is it eliminated criminal background checks and employment in New York City and made it discriminatory for employers in New York City. So that already is a law in New York City. And you might be saying, but I'm not in New York City. I'm in Westchester. I'm in Suffolk. You might be saying to yourself, I'm in Stanford, Connecticut. It doesn't matter where you are. It matters about the policy. That's what I want to talk about right now because this is a hard choice. So anyway, what are we talking about? There's a proposed law in New York City. It's going to be Section 8-107-5A of the New York City Administrative Code. You don't need to know that. But I just want to read a section of it. And then we'll talk about it because I think that your voices need to be heard on this issue because this is spreading like rapid fire. Is it good? Is it bad? So here's what it says. It shall be an unlawful discriminatory practice for any real estate broker, landlord, or employee or agent thereof to make a criminal history inquiry regarding an applicant or to take adverse action against an applicant for having been arrested or convicted of one or more criminal offenses. So what is this new law? It says, I can restrict my housing. I'm a landlord. I rent residential. I can restrict my housing. No more. 
I can restrict my housing no more if Lauren's a criminal. She is a smooth criminal. That's what Michael Jackson said. So you're a smooth criminal. The question becomes, if she's a criminal, and what does it mean being a criminal? Lauren, Lauren. Well, it really, really ranges. It could be a, you could be driving and kill somebody accidentally, or you could be somebody who did something like rape. I mean, this could be somebody who did something like fraudulent where you tried to rob something. What about smoking a doobie in Central Park before they decriminalize marijuana? And now you have a UPM, unlawful possession of marijuana, on your record. Come on. What about stealing something from a store when you were a kid? Come on. What yeah, it's about one or more times. So this doesn't, doesn't mean that you're a you know, criminal ongoing. Not a hardened criminal. Yeah. Like, I get it. You should not have to rent your house to an arsonist. Yeah. But wait a second. It doesn't give you the permission to find out if they're an arsonist, does it? No. So what this law says, one more time, is that you're a landlord, you're the broker, you work for them. You can't make inquiry and you can't take any action based on the fact that the applicant has an arrest or criminal conviction. Think about that for a second. Do your landlord. You go to collect the rent. You owe me money, Tommy. That's what you say. You owe me money, Tommy. You walk in. Tommy's the tenant. <laughs> and Tommy goes, I just killed a man. Go away. Like, you can't check if Tommy's a bad guy. Like, that's scary. What happens if you said rapist? What happens if he's a big, scary prize fighter? And he hurts people. What happens if he's going to hurt me? What if it's Aunt Becky from Full House and she uh, she bribed a college to get her children to college and then she went to jail? Could you think she's going to be able to rent? I don't know. Martha Stewart. Let's find out, Martha. So here's what we learned. This was interesting. So I read the committee report. And I want to tell you some information, I thought. So, Lauren, I wonder what people think. How many people, percentage-wise... Have a criminal record. Do you think that you're sitting at a table? There's six people there. How many of those six people do we think? I go out to dinner. There's six people, three couples. How many of them statistically have a criminal record? Well, I think it all depends if you were in a big room and everybody's in there opposed to your friends. Well, I don't know. Have you met our friends? So here's the thing. The thing is that throughout the United States, one out of every three people have a criminal record. That's just insane to me. Mind blown. So what they're saying is that right now, if there is no such law, landlords can get rid of 33% of the population from living in their housing. Now, I do want to point out, and this is just me being a legal nerd that I have to share with you, that while there is no law in New York State, on the federal level that specifically addresses this. HUD, Housing and Urban Development, has made a policy statement that says, hey, if you deny someone on arrest record, you're probably discriminating against their race because people of certain races are more likely to have been incarcerated. For example, while black and Latinx people represent 16% and 18% of New York's population, respectively. They are incarcerated disproportionately at a rate of 53% and 22%. That's what the report says. So there's only 16% of New York's population are black, but 53% of the jails are black. There's only 18% of New York population, the Latino 22% of the jails. So what they say, HUD says, is they say, 
you can't deny someone on arrest. Now, here's the problem. First of all, it's not a clear-cut case. You have to do what's called disparate impact, and you can't just make an easy complaint, and it's very hard to bring this case. It's not a black and white line where you can show someone what to do. But more importantly, HUD continues to say, but you can deny someone on conviction so long as that conviction is related to the property and recent. But this new law in New York City, what they're saying is blanketly, they didn't say, did they say? They're saying, landlords, we already stopped you from blocking people based on their sex. We already stopped you from blocking people based on their color. We already stopped you from blocking people based on their race. We already stopped you from blocking people based on their familial status or the fact of where they get their money, their source of income. Now we're going to also stop you landlords. We're going to stop you landlords on checking whether they're a criminal. Earlier last year, in June, there was a law that said you couldn't, as a landlord, screen someone based on if they had a prior eviction history. Now we're doing criminal history. And what I thought was interesting here, I get it to say you can't block someone based on their arrest record. Why shouldn't you be able to block someone based on their arrest record? Well, I think that's pretty easy. And maybe you disagree with me, but I live in a country, you know, liberty, where they say you're innocent until proven guilty. So if you were arrested and then acquitted, why on earth should you be denied housing? Like you were, you won the case when they came after you. But on conviction, you can't deny someone who's a convicted criminal. That's what they say. You can't deny someone. And by the way, again, not passed yet. Although it is passed in other states. And although there is this loose thing from HUD that I just explained. But New York City is basically saying this. We have a problem on a macro level, on a society level. And this is something I want you to think about. We send people from prisons to shelters. Let me repeat that again. We send people from prisons to shelters. Why do we send people from prisons to shelters? Did you know 61% of formerly incarcerated individuals were less likely to be reincarcerated if they received supportive housing? What does that mean? I'm going to repeat it again. I want to say this statistic again, and then we're going to have this conversation, Lauren, but I want to say it first. 61% of formerly incarcerated people, that means people that were in jail, were less likely to be reincarcerated if they received supportive housing. Wow. Those who were homeless after their first month out on parole were seven times more likely to abscond from their release terms. Seven times! Just... This is just, you know, to me, I'm a landlord and I don't want a criminal in any of my properties. So to me, I'm like, ah, like I will, I want to know if they're a criminal. But then I look at society as a whole. And if I see that on a macro level, looking down, if people that were in prison that get out and need to start a life and they're more likely to not commit a crime if they're placed in housing, where they're anybody like anybody else in society and there'll be less criminals in the system from a macro level, this makes a lot of sense. Well, you said you want to know if they're a criminal. What does it tell you if they're a criminal? And what does a criminal mean? I think that's a more important question. Is a criminal to you someone who was arrested? Do you care if someone was arrested? Or do you only care if they're convicted? Convicted. So you don't care. So do we agree to start off with that if we were Empress Lauren, yeah, which like makes sense name. to me. Empress Lauren. Sure. Uh, 
uh, she's like royalty. So I say Empress Lauren. You can use Queen too. All right. okay. So Queen Lauren, Queen Lauren, mm-hmm. New York City, done with De Blasio. Goodbye. Goodbye. And Goodbye. they say. They say, they say, Queen Lauren's now in charge. Mm. So they put in Queen Lauren and they say, we're not doing this, we're not doing this council in New York City. Lauren just makes the rules. So they come to you and they say, Lauren, you know the statistic. You know the statistic. Seven times more likely if they don't have housing within the first month to go back to jail. That's what we're saying. They're going to break their terms. They say to you, Lauren, 61% of formerly incarcerated people were less likely to be reincarcerated if they received supportive housing. We're dealing with Lauren, Queen Lauren, a prison to shelter issue. And you're saying, but I'm also a landlord, so I want to deal with it on both sides. You're a landlord and you say to yourself, but I want to know. And so what I'm asking you is, you're the queen. Who cares about their law? Because it's not even the law yet. You're the queen. I just want to understand because, you know, we have this entire segment underwritten by one of the best teams in real estate, the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Island Real Estate, and they want to be able to guide people like yourself, a landlord like yourself, in finding tenants, and they want to do it the right way and not get you sued along the way. Well, that's, they'll get sued too. And that's why they're not going to do it the wrong way. They know what they're doing. That's what they That's what they tell me. So here's the thing. that I, I think Bryn's great like that. So what we're discussing is Bryn's talking to a landlord. That's what we're talking about. I'm Bryn, and we're talking. I want to know. Here's the thing. When you say you want to know if they're a criminal, what does a criminal mean? So if you can make the own law and you're going to have the rule, where's this line? Because where's the line? Should it be a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, a 30-mile-an-hour speed limit, 37? I don't know. Lauren, Queen Lauren. So Queen Lauren, here we go. You said a criminal is not someone who's been arrested, just convicted. Am I correct? Yes. Next question. If someone was convicted and released... From jail, done. Parole is over. Over 30 years ago, are they still a criminal in your mind? There has to be some sort of a time where well, they, I know. they have proven, they have rehabilitated, then that shouldn't, that should be kind of wiped out. Well, I'm trying to, you tell me what the time is yeah. because you're Queen Lauren. I mean, so, I'm thinking 10 years. So you're saying to me, just so we're clear, convicted within the last 10 years, you should have a right to know, yes. but convicted after 10 years, like it's not your freaking business anymore, lady. I mean, now I'm queen landlord, and I want to know what do they do? Because- well, we're going to get to the next. Okay. That's my next question. Okay. But I want to know, is there a bright line where we just don't look anymore? Are you sure 10 years is your years? 10 years. Okay. Because I don't know. And in HUD's statement, they just said recently. I don't even know what that means. Like, we generally say in the industry you shouldn't look more than seven years, but you said 10. Well, I'm also wanting to know how many times were they arrest or how many times were they convicted? Well, you say that, but does it matter after a certain amount of years ago? So that's what I'm trying to say. So if they did terrible things in their 20s and now they're in their 30s and it's been 10 years of them doing nothing wrong. Yeah, they could have been on drugs, they're clean. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows how they changed their life? Sure. So I don't know. So the next question is, is it convicted of anything and everything Mm. or is it convicted of only certain levels of offense? What do I mean by this? Are we talking about convicted of a misdemeanor? Are we talking about convicted of convicted of a felony? Is well, it a conviction of a felony that's a A felony, a B felony? You know, they have different types of felonies with different negative areas. So which one is it? I can't speak to the actual felonies because I don't know what A, B, and C or whatever is, but I can tell you that I don't want an arsonist. Sure, I don't want them burning down well, my here's, property. Here's my question. You say you don't want an arsonist, but a conviction, just so we're clear, uh-huh. is usually the result of a plea bargain. 
So what happens is you generally get charged with a higher crime. And people that have less money generally take worse plea bargains. But people with more money generally able to reduce the charges. So are you interested in what the original charges were or only the final conviction? And how do you play that together? What am I saying? I'm rich. I'd like to know both. I'm rich. So if I'm going to get arrested, I have much better chance. I do. I'm just living in reality. I am living in the reality of where we're going. Am I rich? Bill Gates rich? No, but I'm rich enough that I would be hiring a very good criminal defense attorney if I got arrested. Now, I know people that are poor. They could barely afford dinner. They're going to get the, the, uh, the public defender. Who knows if, and I'm not saying the public defender is bad, but they're swamped. They don't, they don't have they the same have resources. Case 30 cases that day. Yeah. So does that play into it at all? And by the way, didn't we point out that the black and Latinx people were statistically significantly more likely to be incarcerated? Does race play into this at all? And then the question becomes, then the question becomes on this, how do you draw the line? So we go back to the beginning. I'm going to summarize it for you otherwise. Ready? Do you believe, Lauren, that our criminal justice system in the United States, voters, listen, this is a fundamental question you have to ask yourself, and I'm willing to bet my bippy that you haven't. Do you believe our criminal justice system in the United States is meant only for retribution, punishment, and dissuasion from people to do bad activities? Or do you believe that our criminal justice system in the United States is designed to rehabilitate people that may have made bad decisions based on bad advice in bad scenarios with bad mental disorders or otherwise, and to try and make them become active, useful, productive members of society. Is our point of putting someone in jail to punish them and to dissuade other people from doing the wrong thing, or is our point to teach them how to do the right thing and be productive in society. Because if your belief, I don't know the answer to this question because I sway on this one because I'm a landlord. And I'm scared. I am scared. I see someone and I judge someone. Let's be honest. What does really discrimination mean anyway? Aren't you stereotyping the people you see? You see them, you judge them. But don't I feel bad about that? Do you feel bad about that? Should you feel bad about that? I don't know the answer to that question because just so you know, as a landlord, that's why we always hire a broker and we never meet the tenant because I don't want to judge the person. I don't want to be in that situation. I want the broker to scream me out and not tell me about the tenant. Why do I want that? For two reasons. Number one, it's a better defense to a discrimination case to say I never met them. So if I don't know what they look like, how am I supposed to discriminate based on how they look? But secondarily, because I don't want my worser demons to control what I do and I want to do things in the righteous, nice manner of society. Because as Lauren points out, the cause and effect, which one comes before the egg, Lauren? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? Is it that people who can't get housing are the same people that are going to get more crimes because they're not resourceful enough and not motivated enough to get housing and they're just bad apples to start off with and we should just punish the bad apples and string them up. Or move or, them to Tasmania where they used to go back and... Or is the question that because they can't get the housing, they feel like their lot in life is done and that forces them to do the negative criminal thing again to save themselves. And because the fact that they are forced into the bind, they put baby in a bind. They When they do that, 
Is that the reason that they commit the second crime? Baby goes in the corner. Uh, see, there you go. Anyway, back to her. <laughs> She's getting me right. <laughs> Sorry, dirty dancing. Uh, see, you're very dirty. So back to this thing. It not only said about how you can't discriminate, it also has an advertising section in connection with any rental, lease, sublease, or occupancy agreement for any housing accommodation. It shall be unlawful for any real estate broker, landlord, or employee, or agent thereof to declare, print, or circulate, or cause to be declared, printed, or circulated any solicitation, advertisement, or publication, which expressly, directly, or indirectly, any limitation in such housing accommodation based on a publication which expresses directly or indirectly any limitation in such housing accommodation based on a person's arrest or criminal conviction record. So it says, number one, you can't have application about it. Number two, you can't deny someone because of it. Number three, you can't even advertise or publish anything about someone's criminal arrest record. Landlords, how do, and you know, in New York State, we're only allowed to get one month's advance security or advance, meaning a, a prepaid rent. We're only allowed to get one month before the term of a residential lease based on the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act. So we can't screen them for bupkis, and we can only get one month in front. So landlords, interesting, ironic result of this whole thing, now that we're adding a new protected class, if we add the new protected class, isn't a landlord going to say my default rate of my tenants is more likely, my vacancy rate of my tenants is more likely, based on my default rate of my vacancy rate being more likely I have to raise the rent? And if we raise the rent and we make it priced out for people that were just recently incarcerated or convicted or arrested, wouldn't that in of itself also hurt this population? The elections are coming in November. And go red, go blue. And you got your guy and you vote party line and you say, I believe in it. And I, and rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. The independents calling you right now and saying to you, have you even thought that this is a hard issue? All issues are hard issues like this. It's not a right or a wrong. It's not that someone who believes in pro-choice or pro-life 100% one way or the other. I'm telling you, Lauren. When you get into the nuts and bolts of even the hardest issue of pro-choice or pro-life, there's just nuance to everything. Life is nuanced. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything is nuanced. Wearing a mask or not wearing a mask is nuanced. Like, I have reasons why I believe in all sorts of things, but I'm wrong all the time. Why are you all so sure that you're right? Why are you so sure that you're right? I can tell you this. On the Leapcast, we care how current events affect business and real estate. And on the Leapcast, we want to know that this law is going forward. If it happens, we want to know. If it doesn't happen, we want to know. If it does happen, we want to change our practices as the landlords, as the brokers out there, because we don't want to get sued. If it doesn't happen, we want to know our rights to be able to check different things, to be able to screen people, and then we want to discuss whether it matters in the first place because maybe we're wasting money from screening on arrest records that happened 25 years ago about the fact that they smoked a doobie in Central Park and has absolutely nothing to do with anything. You see, facts matter. Nuance matters. When you're in business, you can't just follow party lines. You can't just follow Biden or Trump. You got to follow how the policies impact your wallet. This has been the Leapcast. We'll be back next week. Happy New Year. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentoleap.com.